It's Monday, so that means it's time for the State House Express. Hi, I'm John Elsesser, Executive Director here at IMPEA, and this is our 10th edition of our new podcast. Today, we enter the final week of the 2020 General Assembly session. Legislative leadership plans to send legislators home by Wednesday at the latest. By law, they have until Saturday the 14th. But with the Big Ten men's basketball tournament starting on Wednesday, hotel rooms are in high demand. (laughs) And it's Indiana, so basketball wins. Last week, on Tuesday, all bills had to be passed in third reading or they die. We went from tracking 19 bills in the second half of the session to now 13. If you remember, we started tracking 63 bills at the beginning of the session. Of the 13 that remain, nine are currently in conference committee. And some of our main priority areas are still in play in those conference committees. Just as a reminder, Senate Bill 2, which was the Hold Harmless Bill, that was signed by the governor, so it's now law. We've been following House Bill 1265 last week, which was a bill requiring the testing of water in schools for lead. The bill passed both chambers and should be heading to the governor for a signature. But after some further research of relevant code, it does not appear that this bill applies to non-public schools. But as we've said with other bills in the past, just because it's not required of non-pubs doesn't mean we shouldn't do it anyway if it's in the best interest of our students. Another bill that passed both chambers was House Bill 1341, which was authored by freshman representative Tanya Path from Terre Haute. It requires the State Special Education Council to develop a plan for informing special education students who graduated in non-diploma tracks of various types of workforce readiness training options that may be available to them now. All the other major bills we were following will be in the conference committee process. Because they only have three days, we assume that there will be additional bills that will die before the session ends. Just a quick update on the conference committee process. Bills that have significant changes from their original version after they go through the second chamber are voted on to either agree to the changes, consent, or not accept the changes and dissent. Any bills where there is dissent go to a conference committee to work out the differences. The conference committee is chaired by the bill's author, and there are both conferees who vote and advisors who are there to provide input. Each conference committee holds at least one public meeting, but in all honesty, most of the conference committee work happens behind closed doors. And even though the majority party holds significant influence and control over the process, There's a lot of horse trading that goes on. For example, if you give me this, then we'll give you that. Or if you take that out, we'll give you something else. If there's basic agreement, but all the conferees won't sign off on the report, the Speaker of the House or the President pro tem of the Senate can remove conferees and replace them with legislators from their own party who are more likely to sign off on the conference committee report. It's very common on those last few days of session, seeing staff running around attempting to get signatures. Conference committees that we'll be watching closely are House Bill 1003, which we are hoping will include our accreditation language, and we'll also be watching House Bill 1065 and House Bill 1066 as well. House Bill 1066 has changed pretty significantly from the introduced version. You may remember that the sibling foster child fix was amended out in Senate appropriations. It also has the discipline record request language in it as well. And on the Senate side, cursive writing was amended into that bill. (laughs) Here we go again. It will be interesting to see where this bill ends up or if it even makes it out this session. We will also be following Senate Bill 319, which deals with the PGP point requirement 
and Senate Bill 246, which deals with having an MOU to apply for a secured school grant. We'll update you on how everything turns out in our last Statehouse Express. And before I end this edition of the Statehouse Express, a special shout out to Heidi Harmon, our Director of Communications and Membership Relations, who will be getting married this coming Saturday. We want to wish Heidi and Kyle a wonderful life together. May their marriage be blessed a hundredfold. Well, we'll see you next time on the Statehouse Express. Have a great week.